When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt back here for the latest episode of the Talk is Cheap podcast. I'm here at Daryl Slater. Um, we're back in depressing mode, unfortunately, because I don't know if the Giants lost to the Rams. Could have gone much worse. Um, they trailed, what, 38-3 to late into the fourth quarter. They got a garbage time touchdown. Um, you know, the first drive actually, like, looked pretty good. They come out, they get all the way to the red zone. Kadarius Tony is, you know, he made three catches on the drive, juked a guy out of his sneakers. Um, and then he hurt his ankle, was out for the rest of the game. Um, Andrew Thomas started the game, eventually left. So they lost their left tackle. They lost their most dynamic weapon. Um, Andrew Thomas is on injured reserve now. Kadarius Tony almost certainly is not playing this week. He didn't practice at all. Uh, Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay are still out. <laughs> Um, and so, like, you go into this this Panthers game this week, and on paper it should be a game that, in theory, they would have a chance to win because the Panthers aren't are worse than it looked like they were at the beginning of the year. But I don't believe the Giants can beat anybody until they show it. But what, what, what were you what were you thinking coming out of that Rams game? Because that was pretty rough. Um, look, I mean, yeah, everything that can go as you were rattling that off, I, I was um, thinking, you know, it was one of those days where everything that could go wrong did. For the Giants, not only did they, you know, already not have guy, you know, some key guys out there, and Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley and Darius Slayton, but then Kadarius Tony got hurt, Andrew Thomas got hurt, and now those look like they're more than just the one week injuries. And we just got the injury report oh, yeah. just now here as we're doing this on Friday afternoon. It's of course, you know, really no surprises. Saquon Barkley's out, Kenny Galladay's out, Kadarius Tony is out, um, and then in terms of notable players you have four guys who are questionable and that's Evan Ingram John Ross Sterling Shepard and, and Darius all, all weapons by the way Darius all, Slayton all the out and questionable guys are offensive weapons well, I would guess Slayton will probably play but, but I um, thought he would play last week and he didn't so. yeah the Ross was is back in the injury report obviously a guy who struggled with injuries Ingram uh Seems like he re-aggravated re- uh, or aggravated, whatever the word would be, his calf injury, and then Sterling Shepard ditto on the hammy. So, not good. I mean, that's uh, you got three weapons who are out for yeah, the, questionable. The only healthy wide receivers <laughs> on the roster right now are Dante Pettis and Colin Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Dante Pettis had 11 targets last week, by the way. You probably didn't know that because it's hard to watch the end of the game, because especially when it's a blowout because we're focused on writing our story and the game is already over. But Dante Pettis had 11 targets last week, led the team. Yeah, I mean, he That's was the a, state of this team. He was a receiver with a pulse at the time when yeah. they needed, needed to throw yeah. the ball and catch up. My God, I mean, man. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think I think Shepard, or I think Slayton will play. Uh, and then, obviously, you got you know, who knows on Ross and Shepard. 
You would and think Ingram. Ingram would, but his injury coming up late in the week was kind of weird because right. it must have happened in practice. Judge doesn't really tell us anything, but it, it popped up on the injury report on Thursday. Um, so I would say that's not a great sign. It's not as if they're throwing him the ball anyway. He had like two catches for 20 yards or something last week. So, yeah, I mean, no Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers, obviously. He can't stay healthy either. And uh, so, I mean, this game's going to be pretty unwatchable. I mean, oh, man. You'd have to be paid, thankfully, which we are. <laughs> I think we still get paid. I guess I should I, check I am, my paycheck. <laughs> I am um, very curious to see what the crowd looks like for this game. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we're into the time in October where it's still, like, pretty nice. This is a great time of year weather-wise around here. At least because of global warming, it's still warm. So now, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a nice day on Sunday. You know, I got a buddy of mine who's doing some tailgating. He said, come on out. So people are, I think he's more excited and fans are maybe more excited about the, the tailgate, tailgate menu. Yeah, being outdoors. Yeah. And, well, he's texting funny. me all this stuff on the tailgate menu. Not a thing about the game. <laughs> so. Well, it's funny. So the Giants have had a lot of, like, promotions and things they've been celebrating all year. I think they've, however many there have been, they've, they're oh for that many. Um, the Eli Manning thing, the 2011 celebration. They're doing like this whole Marvel thing that they planned since before the season, so like they didn't know that it would be such a mess right now. So, but now they're promoting you hardcore this week, like all this Marvel stuff. You know, they have like a comic book with with all the players. They have shirts they're giving out, um, and they keep tweeting out like videos and, and promotions. Everybody's like, "Enough with this Marvel thing. We stink." And, like the fans <laughs> are like just so mad at anything the Giants say right now, and I, and I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not. I mean, even... I guess there's gonna be forty thousand people there, and thirty thousand will be fourteen year old kids. I don't know. I mean, grow, I guess grown men like but, Marvel. But, if you're a nerd, well, and but... even well, and then when they play the Eagles later this year. Oh, yeah. Michael Strahan's jersey's getting retired. There's a very good chance. I mean, I know the Eagles are bad, but their fans travel. And by then, I think that's after the bye. So that's going to be in mid-November, I believe, when they play each other. And you have Eagles fans So there's a here. chance there's going to be more Eagles fans for Michael Strahan's oh. retirement. Although it's kind of funny. He's had a lot of good battles with the Eagles over the years, so maybe they'll cheer for him. I, I mean, <laughs> look, uh, you look at the schedule. I wrote this earlier in the week. The Giants are obviously 1-5, which we know. Uh, they have a winnable game this week against the Panthers, but who knows now with all these injuries. Uh, then then they got to go in Kansas City, obviously a really tough game. The Chiefs are not great this year. Then they got to play the Raiders at home. The Raiders have been better than expected. Yeah, I mean, they won the game after Gruden got yep. canned. Then after the bye week, the Giants have to go to Tampa. No shot, loss, probably lose by 20 points at least. And then the Eagles game. So could they be a one-win team? Heading into that Eagles game, a one and nine team heading into the Eagles game. I think it's possible if they, if they don't beat the Panthers. Then why yes. do we believe they can beat anybody? Because again, like the Panthers are a very beatable team. Sam Darnold is back to being not good again. The, it looks like those first three games were kind of fraudulent. Um, he's a threat when he like runs the ball, but they have good receivers. Their backup running back has looked okay, but like on paper, the Giants very much should have a chance against this team, but they won't um, because. You know, you have Andrew Thomas not playing at left tackle, and the Panthers have some good pass rushers. Giants offensive line without Andrew Thomas is way worse than with him, obviously. I mean, um, so, yeah, so you have Matt Parrott playing, yeah. So you have Matt Parrott playing left tackle. He, he didn't look great last week. Nate Solder, the Giants coaches have been acting like he's playing well. He's not. Um, and so you don't believe in any of those guys. Your weapons are depleted. But those are just excuses. Like, even if the offense was or wasn't depleted, the defense outside of Blake Martinez is not really that injured. Um We've written about this. We've asked questions to players about this. And that defense just looks awful. So one thing we haven't even mentioned is that, uh, and I mean, it's been a storyline already at this point, but Joe Judge, like, challenged his team at halftime to show who was going to fight for the full 60 minutes, which I I think is not a good sign in week six. Maybe I'm crazy. but I mean, a word, um, yeah. but, the worst sign is that they're down 28-3. to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so and then they and this week they've acted like they were happy with the effort, but there's a play 
where Cooper Cup scored a touchdown where Logan Ryan and James Bradbury were, like, jogging to go and try and tackle him, so he easily just walked into the end zone. And Jerome Henderson, the defensive backs coach, like, expressed his outrage. With it. He, like, was open about it. He's like, somebody asked him, do you think they could have gotten there? He's like, I don't know. I wish I, I wish I could know. I wish I could have found out if they would have been able to go and tackle him, but they didn't try to. So clearly, like, there's, like, a disconnect there between, you know, everybody acting like they played the full 60 minutes of effort when we all saw that they didn't. And, it, and it, it, honestly, maybe it's hard to blame them. They, they were getting destroyed. Like, but to, to act like they fought for 60 minutes, I don't think that was accurate. And, you know, Joe Judge, part of his threat was, like, if you want to keep your jobs or if you don't want to get benched or whatever, you fight for 60 minutes. But I don't get the impression that anybody's getting benched this week. So I think that's just... Who are they going to play? I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> part of it, too. He's got to win some games for all the flaws that these guys have. You know, and James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, in terms of the guys who quite frankly, have not even played close to what their contracts are. No. Let's be honest. I mean, those guys are some, are two of the several on this team who are getting paid well over value and, uh, in terms of production this year. And so, But it's not like they have anyone decent behind them. And, look, yeah, I mean, Joe Judge doesn't like to criticize his players in public, but we all can see what's going on. They were going to say, but we do like to criticize them yeah, in public. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> I don't care. We can – like, so – I this is gonna let's all right. So big picture wise, Dave Gettleman is toast. He's gone. Like at this it's point, just a matter like, of when. How many more point, times yeah. can we write it? Okay, he's gone. The yeah. end. Like let's. Well, get, I think we we found like a different way to write about him this week, which I think fans appreciated, where we put all his worst <laughs> quotes in one place, basically, because his quote his one his whole thing is number one, he doesn't talk very much to us, and when he does, he says all these like brash, outlandish, or you know, combative things, often hilarious. To be honest, he has like crazy oh, yeah. one-liners that you would have never have heard elsewhere. But like none, none of almost none of those quotes that like he's known for hold up. Whether it's like the Saquon Barkley keyboard moment, or you know stuff about the salary cap, or stuff about hog whatever Hog Mollies or Odell Beckham. Like it, none of the, the point being, he just hasn't lived up to his word in a lot of ways. And we, we've talked about Gettleman so much on here. I'm all, honestly tired of it. But so, so um, my point was going to be: yeah. we know Gettleman is toast. So yeah. at what point does? Joe, we have not uh, really addressed much because, look, I mean, he's in his second year, early in his second year. But at what point does the heat start turning up on Joe Judge? I think that need, that if, if they're 1-9 coming in here and playing the Eagles at home, a stadium he, full of Eagles yeah. fans. You can't say John he's 100% Harris safe, here. yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. it's going to have to start to be part of the conversation. At least a discussion, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he's got a five-year – here's a couple things with that. He's got a five-year contract. They gave Pat Shermer a five-year contract also. So that's what, 18, 19, 20, and 1. So Pat Shermer, the final year of his buyout is next year. Now that's, I'm sure, offset by whatever he's making as OC of the Broncos. But still, does John Mara, number one, want to pay three coaches in 2022 and then have that be the first of three remaining years in the Joe Judge buyout? Number number two, he had talked, John Mara had, I mean, his mindset when, when he hired Joe Judge was, look, I know that I needed to be more decisive with some of the things that have happened in the past, right? And they showed that by getting rid of Pat Shermer after two years. Now, Pat Shermer was obviously a retread hire. Um, Joe Judge is not. So I think John Mara looked at this and said, I need to be more patient with this guy. He's 38 years old. He's a rookie head coach. I have to show more patience with him than I did with Pat Shermer. That's why I still think, ultimately, that it is highly unlikely that he is fired after this season. But... What if one and five becomes one and nine becomes yeah, what one if they and go, ten? What if they go three and fourteen? Like that's really bad. Right. So, so at what point with a roster that should not be three and fourteen? I mean, they, they have 
the they least had a better, they're like the least amount of cap space in the NFL. The other teams are like winners. So they had a better excuse for going, you know, three and thirteen last well, yeah. year. New you know, coach, no offseason. Yeah, and a bad system. Worse roster than they worst had this roster, year. yeah. So so I think at six and ten he inspired hope and um it just it just it's crazy because, you know, just what is it? Two months ago here, we were at October 22nd, two months ago as the Giants are winding down training camp, we were looking at this like, okay, you know, this team probably is not going to be great. They could be a seven-win team, a six-win team, but I don't think anyone looked at this and said, this is a three-win roster. No. Even the most pessimistic people. Now, it's, said that. we're still a long way from that. Yeah. Um, this is a team that's... I mean, shoot, if they, if they win this week, then, you know, there's some winnable games. And they won in New Orleans, yeah. and they p- didn't win it fluky. They played well. Yeah. You know, they didn't... They game, weren't yeah. handed that game. They played well. Um, you know, I think probably injuries will be something that John Merrill will look at as a way to justify to himself yeah. keeping Joe Judge, even if... But but at the same time, they were like 0-3 when they were relatively healthy also, that's, you know? Yeah. Against bad teams, by the way. Those first right. three games, all those teams look bad. Yep. Denver looks terrible. Washington looks terrible. And uh, the Falcons looked terrible that day, and they still lost that game, so... Yeah, they um, are terrible. I mean, I mean but back to the Joe Judge point, he actually, like, was asked directly, because earlier this week... Uh, he was asked a question, like, if he could assure fans that it was going to get better, because why should they believe it's going to? He did. There was a follow-up asked on uh, Thursday about, like, how much responsibility he takes for that, and he's like, it's all on me. The fish stinks from the head down, I think that's the quote, which is one I've never heard before. He's had a lot of, water, a lot of water-based analogies this week. Hmm. He had the whole submarine thing on That's uh, right, a little on mar- maritime theme. I wonder what, so I wonder what the next water-themed <laughs> sink or swim or something like what that. What is it, Michael Ray Richardson, ship be sinking? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, so he, he I mean, it's, it was probably the first acknowledgement he had that it's on him, he's the head coach, blah, blah, blah. So if they keep losing, then he's given us permission to blame him for it, so... Yeah, and I, I look. I think he. I think he. He accepts that. That us blaming him for stuff is the least of his problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows that. Yeah. Like us, uh, you know, us writing stuff saying they're terrible and it's on him is. A, I think, he. I don't think he's trying to dodge any uh, responsibility. But like, if you look at this from a fan standpoint, okay, fine. The coach takes responsibility. Great. You'd rather have him not take or have to take responsibility for the team being bad you know and fix it right so it's one thing to say oh it's all on me but but, but fix it right so yeah. how does it how how do they go you know how do they go about fixing it especially when they're shorthanded um and especially when they have to go um you know in their next game and play a team that's that's much better than them on the road in tough setting and if they're still shorthanded that could be i think the line of the early line in that chiefs game's 13 yeah which is a really early line but yeah and that yeah so it just goes to show you i mean the giants are not considered even a competitive team at this point and you figured that they they would be a, a little bit more competitive this year or a lot more competitive you figured at the 17 game schedule it's a team that could maybe win seven eight games um but it's 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 really hard to envision that right now yeah um and a lot yeah i mean a lot, and to circle back to you know we were talking about how bad the defense has been I wrote something uh, today, actually, about the pass rush because I think we've talked about this before, but the pass rush is just, like, historically bad right now. The edge rushers, I think, have three sacks, all from Aziz Ojolari, all in the first three weeks. They have ten sacks as a team. I think I, I, I calculated out. I think they're on pace for, like, less than 20 for the season or, like, 25 for the season in 17 games. Um, and it's just, like – and the coaches, like, they've been making excuses for that where they're talking about how – 
you know, they have the edge rushers playing contain, which means they're just, their, their goal is to just keep the quarterback in the pocket, essentially, and hopefully one of the interior defensive linemen can get sacks. And I think that's pretty clear just because they don't trust those guys. Yeah. This kind of goes back to Gettleman. Like, he just hasn't really invested in the edge rusher position. Uh, and the guys he's drafted just haven't been good. But, like, I don't know. The, the pass rush is even worse than I could have expected. I, I think so, too. I think you look at Leonard Williams coming out. So everyone thought, you know, if you pay close attention to the team, losing Dalvin Tomlinson or having Dalvin Tomlinson go to, you know, the Vikings in free agency, you look at that and say, hey, you know, maybe that could impact Leonard Williams a little bit on the defensive line. But at some point, if O'Shane Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter, Ziz Ojolari, if all three of those guys are healthy, at least one of them has to be reasonably productive off the edge. And, and that just hasn't been the case. And Leonard Williams did have a pretty good game um, last week, one and a half sacks. Obviously, he overshadowed it by his, like, insanely wrong opinion after the game about mm-hmm. booing. Uh, but he had not performed well before that. He had been... I think 44th uh, among interior defensive linemen and pro football focus in, in pass rush. So he's not been rushing the p- passer as well as last year. Uh, so very little has gone right for them on, on defense, especially with – I think we've both written this or talked about it. Like Their best defensive players just have not played to the level of, n- number one, the standard that they showed last year, and number yeah. two, of what they're being paid. James Bradbury uh, and, and – lo- and, um, Logan Ryan for sure, and Leonard Williams especially, you know, after getting yeah. a monster contract. Yeah, and I think the defense is the biggest reason why, whether the offense is healthy or not, why it's hard to get, you know, excited about their chances of turning it around because the defense has not shown it. I mean, I guess last year they started off slow and they figured it out, but, like, wh- why would anybody believe they can do that again? Yeah, I mean, they have better talent, obviously, defensively yeah, than they did last legit. year. Um, but, but I think – you know, better talent and an underwhelming per- performance. I mean, is that not a bigger red flag than say a, a team that is undermanned and probably performing to their level of capability and then sort of uh, performed better than that down the stretch last year? You know, exceeded their whatever they had. But th- you know, this is a team that's got better talent and is not playing well and is playing worse than last year's group did. So, um, you know, that's a big problem. I think it's punching a few holes in the, this idea that Patrick Graham is some genius. Um, like, cause it, like we've talked about, I mean, Blake Martinez obviously is a significant injury. Got a chance to talk to Justin Tuck earlier this week, and he mentioned, you know, obviously losing your middle linebacker is a big deal, um, but it it shouldn't be this big of a deal, should yeah. it? Yeah, no. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, and it's, it's funny, you know, we talked about all the team's problems, and Daniel Jones had four turnovers on Sunday, one of his worst games in a while, and it's like one of the least of their concerns right now. Yeah, career-high four turnovers. One of them was obviously the strip sack, yeah. that pair cup. And one, and one Sterling Shepard got, uh, he tripped up. Yeah, pair cup. still. Beat, beat like a drum on that play. I mean, you, you, I mean, even if you take those out, Jones didn't play well in the game. Three picks, career-high four turnovers, tied as high in picks, career-high in picks, and, and so a, a Certainly a lull in a season that's been pretty good. Again, though, like this guy's played pretty well, and they got one win to show for it. Yep. And his, and the whole thing with him is always when he's getting protection is when he's at his best, and he's not going to be getting that. So, what can we? Are they going to do the conservative thing again? I feel like they will. You'd think they'd have to. I mean, it's going to be hard to imagine them trying to move the ball, push the ball down the field, especially even with Slayton back, potentially likely. You'd think, and then who knows with Ross? You have two deep threats, but like. How can you ask your quarterback to sit back there? You don't and have the time ball? to do that. When yeah. you got Nate Solder and Matt Perry, I'm sorry, but like two of the, probably the worst tackles in the NFL, and they're both your starting tackles. Yeah. And you feel bad for Andrew Thomas because the kid can't really 
uh, catch a break. I mean, obviously, last year he performed poorly just straight up. I mean, I don't know whether that's a break or not, but um, he had been performing better. He, you get the sense he's a kid who wants to do well yeah. um, and is earnest and, and had put in work and had it, it looked like he had been doing a good job this year. And uh, now not only with the foot but the ankle, and uh, he's in the toaster for three weeks at least. So, uh, yeah. And good. An interesting before we do predictions, like an interesting coming out of this game is that uh, the trade deadline is a week is yes. gonna, a week from Tuesday, so it's coming up fast. If they if they lose this game, they need to start trading away some guys. Like Bro Pepper seems like he doesn't want to be here anyway. He shouldn't. He There's shouldn't. no point of having. I know you're not going to get much for them. I mean, I guess in theory you could just you know let them go and hope you get a compensatory pick, but I don't know. I I feel like you might as well just get rid of those guys now and think think towards the future, play young guys. Well, the flip side of that, I think the biggest benefit is, if, you know, if you look at that, is you can save the prorated amount in cap space. So if you yeah, have a guy, so you can, and you can carry it over yes, for next year. Yes, and the year. Giants are so desperate that yep, say like Pe- I think Peppers. And, so that cap space is yeah, more valuable than a I pick. Think Peppers two and years Ingram's are exactly right. Yeah. Peppers and Ingram are about maybe six-ish in the cap space. So you're saving three and three. You take the six, you roll it over to next year. That that's, that's huge. It's a big deal. I mean, even if you're only getting a six round pick, I think that cannot be discounted in any I mean, way. Whatsoever. I think right now they're projected to be three million under the cap. Maybe you, you cut guys like Kyle Rudolph, like you you know, get another like three million or something. Like it's it's gonna be a few million here and there. They just don't have the guys that can cut unless they're trading James Bradbury. I think we got it. It's almost keep them or dump them season. One yeah. of those posts where you know it's one in five already, and we're already yeah. talking about you know what they can do to create more cap space because they are that desperate and yeah. they are a team that needs some quick fixes because the roster does look so far away. Um, you know who knows with who the don't, GMs don't, be. don't rule out the possibility that Dave Gettleman wants to go and get somebody who's about to be a free agent. You know, get an early look at him. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. Um, all right, let's do predictions real quick before we get out of here. I had the Giants losing 31 to 20. I just don't I mean even 20 might be a stretch because I don't know how they're gonna be able to score with the group they have. But um, for all the reasons I laid out, uh, they don't have a blocking for their pass rushers and they don't have the secondary to cover their receivers. So that's what I got. What about you? I picked 28 uh, 27 Panthers earlier this week. Um, you know that was before uh, these other injuries with Shepard and Ingram. I mean those guys aren't great players, but figured that they would be able to keep things close for the Giants. I probably are ne- am now going to lean more towards, say, something like 28-17 to 17 or 28-14. to 14. I don't have much faith in this Giants offense. All right, we'll wrap up on that note. Maybe they'll surprise us, and we'll have something positive to talk about next week. Um, thanks again for listening, guys, and subscribe if you don't already.